Hey everybody, welcome to the Rugby Report. My name is Dwayne Burkhardt, and before we talk about rugby this week, I have a special announcement. In addition to our weekly broadcast on YouTube, the Rugby Report is now available as an audio podcast as well. So for those of you who are audio only and listening via Spotify, welcome aboard. Now let's talk about rugby. The 2022 NPC regular season is in the books. Who's going on? Who's going home? Let's get right to it. The rugby week began on Wednesday with the end of round eight when the desperate Northland Tanafa cruised into the Bay of Plenty to take on the steamers. The Tanafa were coming off what can only be described as an epic 52-17 beating at the hands of the Tasman Mako and were thus in a must-win game in order to have any chance at the playoffs, while the steamers were already safely in the postseason but still hoping for the chance to be conference champions. Now before I tell you how this game went, I want to share with you something that my dad used to say when I was young. Now he usually said this to me after I survived some adventure that, well frankly, I probably shouldn't have. Dad would say, well son, if you can't be good, you may as well be lucky. Well in this game, the Northland Tanafa had to be both good and lucky in order to win. And they were. Northland looked as though they had studied the film of the Steamers-Steelers game from a couple of weeks ago because they were surprisingly effective at slowing down and stifling Bay of Plenty's normally hyperactive and hyper-fun-to-watch offense. Still, Bay of Plenty came back in the end, and it was just plain luck. It was a lucky penalty at the final hooter that gave Northland the chance for a penalty kick that either way was going to be the last play of the game. They made the kick, and that was it. Full-time score, Bay of Plenty 21, Northland 23. The win not only keeps Northland's playoff hopes alive, it also turns all the fans in Tasman into Manawatu Turbos fans for the weekend, and on a more personal note, it also gave me my first loss of the season in predicting the results of the midweek game. Oh well. The final weekend of the regular season began Friday in a wet and wild McLean Park as the Hawks Bay Magpies hosted the Tasman Mako in a game that was absolutely an elimination game for the Magpies and the last chance for the Mako to control their own playoff destiny. Now, there are times when you can say, you know, either team could have won that game. But in this game, it's not only true that either team could have won it, but I think you could easily argue that both teams should have won it. Or maybe I should say that both teams should have lost it. The game had some great plays and some terrible mistakes by both the Magpies and the Mako. Hawks Bay was one for four in conversion kicks, but they also scored four tries, including one at the beginning of the second half that was just plain brilliant. Tasman had lapses on defense and offense, but they also had moments where they showed that same spark that they've showed for the last several weeks. And there were several spots where I felt like they were just an instant away from taking over the game. And then they didn't. In the end, Hawks Bay was at home. They needed it more. They wanted it more. And they simply willed their way to the win. Full-time score was Hawks Bay 25, Tasman 17. The win virtually assured the Magpies a playoff spot, unless Otago scored a bonus point win against Canterbury. And the loss, as noted, turns every Mako Mako fan in Tasman into a Turbos Turbos fan. Yeah, that's, that really doesn't have the same ring, does it? 
I know, but, but calling them turbo fans sounded really weird too. So anyway, the Mako were now cheering for the turbos because the only remaining way for the Mako to make the playoffs was if the turbos could somehow beat Northland. And we're going to get to that. But spoiler alert, no. Saturday's games began in the deep south of Invercargill, where the Southland Stags finished their season against North Harbor. Southland was coming off their only victory of the season and playing for nothing but pride, where North Harbor could secure their first home playoff game in 19 years with a win. How did it go? Well, as predicted, it was not a great day for the Stags. From the opening kick, North Harbor, a team that has been steadily improving for over a month now and whose offense is now firmly firing on all cylinders, simply overwhelmed Southland from start to finish. In the end, the result was, well, it was a blowout. But not because Southland necessarily gave up or did particularly poorly, but because North Harbor was simply that much better. Southland's only bright spot came in the 78th minute when a young Michael Manson, a former track star from Otago Boys High School and an Olympic-level sprinter in the 100 meters, got loose on the outside and took off. Seriously, folks, you need to go online, look up the highlights of this game, and watch this try. It literally looks like they're using camera tricks and speeding up the camera because this kid flies down the sideline and simply outruns everyone. Michael Manson. Write the name down, folks, because at some point in the not-too-distant future, this kid may be coming to a Highlanders and maybe even an All Blacks jersey near you. Full-time score, North Harbor 66, Southland 8. Next up, we fly back up to Eden Park in Auckland, where we were greeted by absolutely miserable weather conditions for the game between Auckland and the Taranaki Unpredictables. It was windy, it was rainy, it was cold, and most of these guys were out there in short sleeves. And that, my friends, is hardcore. Even the fans were like, forget this, we're going up under the stadium cover. Seriously, there's no one in the stands at the ground level. Anyway, the game starts off looking like the Unpredictables might pull off a pretty, well, unpredictable upset. They frankly dominated the first half, and they went into the sheds at halftime, leading 17-3. Unfortunately for Taranaki, rugby games have two halves. But unlike other games this season, when the Bulls evidently just missed that memo entirely, this time, they didn't just lay down and die in the second half. In fact, with 15 minutes to play, the game was still tied. But then Auckland finished their 35-7 second-half run with two tries, and just like that, Auckland moves on, and the Bulls look on to 2023. The full-time score was Auckland 38, Taranaki 24. The win secured the number three spot for Auckland, which isn't necessarily a good thing for them, but we'll get to that. Finally, on Saturday, we zipped back down to the South Island to Dunedin, where, thanks to the Hawks' Bay win, Otago now needed a bonus point victory over Canterbury to secure the last playoff spot in the Odds Conference. And again, early on, it was game on in Dunedin. Otago scored early and led 7-0. Canterbury responded with two quick tries of their own, so they took the lead. But then Otago came back and retook the lead again 
and they led at halftime 14-12. In the second half, more of the same. Otago was simply unwilling to go quietly into the offseason, and Canterbury was unwilling to just concede. Canterbury retook the lead 15-14. Otago came back again and retook the lead again 21-15. But then, in the 64th minute, a breakaway try gave Canterbury the lead for good. Otago had one last chance to win that game in extra time, but it just wasn't in the cards for them. Otago absolutely did play well enough to win this game, and their repeated comebacks and heroic never-say-die attitude was inspirational. But ultimately, Canterbury, as they have so often done this season, they once again simply found a way to do just enough to get the win. Full-time score, Otago 21, Canterbury 27. The loss eliminated Otago from the playoffs, and it would be easy to describe it as heartbreaking for Otago fans. But I'm not going to do that, and here's why. In all the years that I've been watching provincial rugby, I don't think I've ever seen an Otago team with this much promise. Anyone who thinks, oh, well, Otago wasn't going to go on and win it all this year anyway. Those people need to stop and remember that just two weeks ago, Otago beat the then undefeated defending champions who were, at the time, the number one seed in the odds. And today, they were one play away in extra time from beating the number one seed in the evens. So yes, this team has real potential and a lot to look forward to in 2023. Sunday's action began at Navigation Home Stadium where the county's Manico Steelers hosted the Wellington Lions. The Lions entered this game atop the odds conference for the first time all season, and all they had to do to stay there and win the conference was to win. And well, they did. There's just not that much to say about this game other than this was a statement win for the Lions, and the statement was, we intend to win it all. The full-time score was an astonishing Counties 31, Wellington 64. The second game on Sunday was up in Northland, where the Tanafa were in a win-and-you're-in game against the Manawatu Turbos. And given that the Turbos came into the game winless, and giving up an average of about 40 points per game, it seemed pretty reasonable to expect that they were going to go make the postseason. And they did. But I tell you what, the Turbos did not make this an easy game for them. In fact, well into the second half, this was still anyone's game. But then, once again... The Turbos simply could not play defense when they needed to. And the Tanifa just blew past the Turbos and into the playoffs. The full-time score was Northland 41, Manawatu 24. The win clinches the fourth seed in the Evens Conference for the Tanifa, and the loss sends the Turbos home without a single win this season and undoubtedly towards a number of changes in their organization in 2023. And finally on Sunday, the last game of the regular season, the granddaddy of them all, number two versus number three, Bay of Plenty versus Waikato, the game of the year, a game that was going to determine... Actually, not that much, except which of them would finish number two and which of them would finish number three, which would determine who gets home field advantage the next week when these same two teams are already pretty much destined to play each other anyway. But it was still, as predicted, and by far, one of the absolutely best games of the year. Now, 
That said, the first 20 minutes of this game did not feature a great deal of defense. It did, however, have a lot of heart-skipping, frenetic action, and quite a bit of scoring. The team sort of settled down after that, and at least the scoring did. The frenetic action just kept going. And at the end of the first half, it was Steamers 22, Waikato 14. In the second half, the Steamers extended their lead out to 20 points, and with only 20 minutes remaining, it looked as though they were in command of the game and the playoffs were going to Taranga. And then Waikato began one of the biggest and most improbable comebacks of the year. The Mulus scored 21 points in 18 minutes, and they just plain stole this game from the stunned Steamers. The full-time score, Waikato 35, Bay of Plenty 34. The win means, well, again, not much, other than that these same two teams are going to play each other again next week in the same place. But if that game is anything like this one, then that, my friends, is going to be one hell of a game. Now, before we talk about the quarterfinals, let's have one last look at how my predictions went this year. In rounds 1 through 8, I was actually 45 and 16, and not 43 and 18, as I reported last week, due to not one, but two mistakes that my wife pointed out to me a few weeks back, and I have been banking until today to add back in. And this week I was 5 and 2. I was 5 and 2 again. That brings me to 50 and 18 for the regular season, or a correct prediction rate of 73.5%. And now it's playoff time. The NPC postseason is going to start in North Harbor, where the white hot, hibiscus clad men of the North are going to host their first playoff game since 2003. It is also a battle of the bridge game because their opponent is, of course, number three, Auckland. Now, you may remember that these two teams faced off against each other way back on the opening weekend in Eden Park. And in that game, Auckland had the upper hand. But a lot of rugby has been played since then. North Harbor has been consistently improving for over a month now, especially on offense, while Auckland has struggled to even make the playoffs. Who wins this game? Well, 10 weeks ago, I would have, and in fact did, tell you that Auckland wins it. And they did. But now? In North Harbor? No way. North Harbor is a very different team today. And they will win. And they will advance to the semifinals. Next up, the Wellington Lions, the number one seed in the odds conference, will host the number four Hawks Bay Magpies, in a rematch of the Ranfurly Shield game from just a few weeks ago. Hawks Bay had to claw their way into the last playoff spot, and they needed a little help from Canterbury to get there. But now that they're in the postseason again, the team that was one play away from last year's grand final will be eager to prove that they deserve another shot in this year's postseason. But they're taking on the Wellington Lions a team that hasn't lost a game in almost two months now and has been getting better and better every week over that time. And frankly, sorry Magpie fans, I just don't see them losing this game, especially at home. The Magpies deserve credit for making it to the postseason, but I'm afraid they're going to be a one-and-done team this year. The Lions are going to win this game. Next up, Northland will travel back to Canterbury, where they were rather resoundingly thumped 
just a month ago. Will it happen again? Yeah, it will. Canterbury has been the find-a-way-to-win team all year, but in this game, I'm not sure they're going to need to look that hard to find a way. Northland has done a great job in getting this far, but sadly, this is as far as they go this year. Canterbury wins this game. And finally, for the second week in a row, the Bay of Plenty Steamers and the Waikatamulus will clash. And I want to make sure that everybody hears the word CLASH in big capital letters. They will CLASH again at FMG Stadium in Hamilton. This could very well be the most exciting game of the year. Bay of Plenty played very well last weekend, but simply ran out of gas at the end and let the Mulus steal the game from them. They're still explosive. They're still by far the most fun team in the league to watch. And the fact is, it's incredibly hard for a good team to beat another good team twice in a row, especially in successive weeks and especially in the playoffs. On the other hand, Waikato has the home field advantage. And they are the defending champions. And they do have Damian McKenzie. I gotta be honest, folks. I absolutely, sincerely have no idea who is going to win this game. And I am not going to be surprised by either result. But I had to pick someone. And in the end, as much as I have loved watching the Steamers all season... I just think that the Mulus are fundamentally just a very slightly better team. And they're at home. And they have DMAC. I just... I don't know. Seriously, this game could still go either way. But I'm going to say that the Mulus find a way to do it twice in a row at home. And they advance to the semifinals. And that's it, folks. That's all I've got. Again, a special welcome and thank you to all of our new listeners on Spotify, as well as, of course, all of our regular viewers on YouTube. Next week, we're going to see who survived round one of the playoffs, and there will only be four teams left. Who's going to make it to the semifinals? We will find out next time. And remember, according to a scientific study that I just made up, watching and or listening to the Rugby Report is an important part of a nutritious breakfast, and it may even improve the resale value of your home. See you next time. But still hoping for the chance to be conference championships. To be be conference championships? To win the championship or to be champions. You can't have both. We're going to do that again. Saturday's game began again with the game. It's games. There were multiple games, weren't there? I mean, I checked the schedule. I was actually up. I watched the games. There were games. Games. One more time. Saturday's games began in the deep south of Invercarville. Oh my... (laughs) That's terrible. Um, Alright, I need to interrupt. This is going to really F things up a little bit here. I need to really go back and look at the full-time score.